Welcome to the She Did It Her Way podcast, where it's all about making the ultimate leap from your nine to five and building a business and life you love, all while doing it your way. I'm your host, Amanda Bolin. Let's get started. Hello, my She Did It Her Way listeners. How are you this week? How is it going? I hope you are having an amazing week. And here we are again in November. And I am super excited to sit down with you today and record today's solo cast with you. That is all about my number one time management tool, which is basically to calendar your life. And I'm going to dive more into that. But um, wow, while I'm recording this, we just wrapped up our annual summit in Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how amazing it was from you and as the attendee for, I know so many of you were there and from the speakers and the top, then the topics. And I can't say how perfect it was without mentioning that the tech gods were on my side, were on our side during the event, because I think hosting a an event that large where so many people are showing up live, you just pray that one, all the tech goes well, and two, since there's replays to the summit, you also pray that everything downloads properly, that your computer doesn't shut off in midst of processing all the files, and it just, it was such an epic day, and it was was perfect. And it was even more telling after the event that it really solidified all the topics and all the speakers that came out and spoke and gave it their all were really the topics that if you are thinking of starting a business, I highly recommend you dive into. After interviewing hundreds of women on this podcast and having multiple conversations, even on the podcast and off the podcast with female entrepreneurs, There are very specific things to get clear on when you make your ultimate leap and when you are going from your corporate cubicle to becoming your own boss. And when I took a step back after the event on that Saturday, it really was solidified for me that, wow, these are the exact topics that someone needs to learn about, that needs to hear. And these are the exact topics I wish I had when I was quitting my job because there's so much information out there. It's so overwhelming to figure out how do I get started? Where do I get started? Do I focus on social media? Do I have a strategy? What am I doing with my time? And so if you are someone, if you weren't able to attend the summit live, you can actually still go and purchase the replays and the recordings and all the goodness and resources that were shared during the summit. I am telling you, it is it, it will change your life. One of the speakers talked about email marketing and how to set up the Podia software, who Matt from Podia shared that. He also followed up and gave all the attendees email scripts. He gave them step-by-step, play-by-play, how do you set it up? I mean, it is insane how much value the speakers delivered. And so I totally and highly recommend that if you are in that bucket, head on over to shedidherwaysummit.com and you can also snag the replays and all the bonuses immediately when you enroll. And I don't want you to miss that. And it is epic. Okay. Now today's episode, like I said, I'm going to share with you a tool that I've been practicing diligently for the past nine months. It is what has attributed um, to me accomplishing my goals, not getting into overwhelm and knowing exactly when my workday is done, when I've completed my workday. It has helped me manage my time immensely in terms of being more efficient, more impactful, and being able to produce more work to move my business forward. And before we get into it, I do want to give a shout out to this week's 
iTunes listener to Victoria, who said this podcast helped me quit my nine to five. I started listening to the She Did It Her Way podcast a few years ago when I was working full time and hustling to build my web design business, Brandwell. In less than a year, I was able to set my leap date and transition full time into my side hustle, largely due to the advice that I learned from this podcast each week. I now work full time for the business of my dreams, my own business, Brandwell, and I'm expecting my first baby girl in a handful of weeks. I'm so grateful I don't have to deal with the dread of going back to work after baby, knowing I am in control of my schedule and my income. Thank you, Amanda. And oh my gosh, congrats to you, Victoria. That is so, so exciting. I'm so happy for you. And I love that you would share that you set a leap date. For those of you tuning in, listening, if you are wanting to quit your job, the first thing for you to do is set that leap date. Because if you say that you want to quit your job, but there's really no hard and fast date by when you want to make that happen, it's going to be easy to constantly procrastinate that, right? Having a goal without a deadline is just a pipe dream. And so highly recommend set that leap date, okay? So time management. What does it actually mean to manage your time? Managing your time is deciding ahead of time how you're going to spend your time and what you're going to do with it. And the problem with time management for most people is that they're super reactive to their schedule and work from a never-ending to-do list. I used to do this. I had one, actually, I didn't have one to-do list. I had multiple to-do lists. I had a sticky note here. I had my planner over there. I had a random piece of paper that I pulled out of my journal in front of me. I mean, there's so many sticky sticky notes, so many to-do lists that I had created randomly. And it was really hard to actually get a grip on how I was spending my time and making it so that the time that I was using was actually producing the results that I wanted. And when you work off a never ending to-do list, it is therefore never ending. And right from the start, you set yourself up for failure in the sense that you'll always be quote unquote behind or feeling behind. And when you feel behind, you put yourself in a closed loop of that feeling. And Napoleon Hill, author of Think and Grow Rich, shares and teaches in his book that our thoughts create our feelings that create an emotion that inspires an, an action that produces a result. So everything that we are thinking, all of our thoughts, really do get us to where we want to be because our thoughts create that emotion that produces an action that, you know, produces that result. And so if your thought is, I've got so much to do because maybe it's triggered by the never ending to-do list, that can send you into overwhelm, feeling overwhelmed, which most oftentimes results in either not taking action or initiating action, but not really actually following through. And over time, that becomes your story and what you begin to identify with. You think, I'm bad at time management. And the truth is, is that time management is a skill, so we can get better at that. And today, I want to offer you a tool that I use that actually allows you to throw your to-do list away, and I will tell you that it feels so freeing. And it also makes me feel as if I'm in control of my time. And it is a tool called calendaring, right? It's taking calendar and turning it into a verb and adding the ing because it's an action. 
And it means that everything that you need to get done and do and produce goes on your calendar. No longer are you trying to track down multiple sticky notes. You have one central location that you work off of. This is also really key for systems in your life. You want to really make sure that you have one core system that then therefore takes care of every other system. So by working off of a central location, your calendar, you can remove your to-do list. You can get rid of your never-ending to-do list. Now, I will say this method definitely works better if you have a digital calendar rather than a paper calendar because you may find yourself needing to switch things around in which doing it digitally makes it much easier for you to do that than a paper calendar. But I know, I know that there are those of you out there listening that are like, Amanda, you're asking me to get rid of my paper calendar, my paper planner. (gasps) I know. And here's the thing. I'm not asking you to get rid of it. You certainly don't have to. I'm asking you to give the digital calendar a try. And if you don't like this method and you don't drive with it, you can always go back. Trust me. I used to be a paper planner through and through. I wanted to physically hold it. I wanted to physically hold my my calendar. I wanted to get really crafty with it. So I understand the emotional attachment to a physical planner. And what I'm just offering you today is to try something new. Try it on. If you don't like it, again, you can always go back. But the idea of using calendar or calendaring is that anything and everything that needs to get done has a place on your calendar. The benefits of using this tool is that you no longer have this to-do list and you become more proactive with your time and you know exactly how you're going to spend your time and what you're producing with the time that you have and you save energy by having a core system. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you how to get started using this tool, how to set up your digital calendar, and some common mistakes to avoid as you begin to practice and implement this tool. So how to get started using this tool. To get started using the tool, you first need to carve out time to plan. If you're not already doing this, you'll definitely, this is the first step. The 6P formula states that the proper prior planning prevents poor performance. It may take you 10 to 12 minutes up front to plan your day, but by doing so, it could save you up to two hours in wasted time and diffused effort throughout the day. So by spending a little bit of time up front, whether it's your week, your day, your month, you are, it's proven that you're going to save more time on the back end by being able to properly plan for what you want to do and how you want to use your time. Planning is bringing the future into the present so that you can do something about it now. Start by planning a week ahead. As you begin to practice the skill, you can then work towards planning two weeks at a time. And sometimes in order to know what needs to get done for the week ahead, it is helpful to know what needs to get done for the month. And so when I say start planning a week ahead, I mean start calendaring your life for the week ahead. You don't need to do the whole month, but practice, let's say Sunday night, you sit down for an hour and you plan specifically and strategically the week ahead, which I'm going to share with you how to do this in just a moment. Then as you practice that skill, you're going to be able to extend that out to two weeks, to three weeks, 
I personally plan my calendar at least one week, if not two weeks in advance, very specifically down to what am I going to produce, what needs to get done, and when it's going to get done. So here's what you can do. Step one, you're going to create two lists. What outcomes do you want to achieve by the end of the month? And what outcomes do you want to achieve by the end of the week? So let's say it's the beginning of November and you sit down to do this list. So here is an example of what your monthly list for November might look like for business. Let's say you want to complete your opt-in. You want to finish your course on email marketing. You want to record and schedule two podcast episodes for next month's podcast. And you want to record four podcast interviews. When you create these lists, you really want to think about what you want to produce. What are the outcomes that you want to achieve by the end of the month? Okay. Then your weekly list might look like from a personal standpoint is go to the store. I want to work out daily. I want to have a date night. And maybe there's other activities with your family or your kids or every Tuesday something happens, right? So those are the things that you would put on your list. Step two is after you make your list of outcomes, after you make the list of things that you want to do by the end of the month, by the end of the week, you then want to go back and actually assign dates to each of your items on your list. So taking that monthly list for November. So let's say you say, okay, by the end of November, I want to complete my opt-in. So you write end of November, or you could say 1130. Then finish the email marketing course. Okay, I want to do that by the end of the first week of November. Then record and schedule two episodes for next month's podcast. I also want to do that. I want to do that the second week of November. And then I want to record four podcast interviews. I want to have that done by the third week of November. Your weekly list might look like, okay, I want to go to the store. So maybe you decide a day of the week that you go to the store. And maybe that's Monday night from 5 to 7 p.m. Then you decide that you work out and you want to do that every morning at 8 a.m. Monday through Friday. Date night is Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Okay, so again, you make your list. Step two is to assign the dates in which you want to accomplish them by for monthly and weekly. Then step three is you want to take each of those things that you've written down and make a massive action list for each of them. So what needs to happen in order to accomplish this goal or this outcome? So let's take the finish the course on email marketing as an example. And remember, you want to do this by the end of the first week. So this may include watch module one, complete module one worksheet, implement learnings from module one, watch module two, complete module two worksheet, implement learnings from module two, et cetera. We want to get this granular. And the reason why, and I know this may sound tedious to some of you if you're not used to planning, is because our brain thinks and loves specificity. If things are vague, it becomes way easier to procrastinate because it doesn't know exactly what it needs to do in that moment. And so it allows time and space for your brain to procrastinate. Oh, I don't really know, you know, what I need to be doing right now. So I'll just push it off, right? That's why we can't be super vague when we say work on business. We need to be specific about what is it that I'm working on and what am I producing at the end of this time that I'm spending on it, okay? So this is how specific we want to be. Let's say you have go to the store, right? You're doing that Mondays from 5 to 7 p.m. Maybe you need to schedule in time to brainstorm meal ideas. Maybe you need to spend time to create the final list of what you need to get. 
And so really thinking not just the task at hand, but what are the other things that need to happen in order to get to that outcome, right? Then step four is schedule these activities on your calendar. Now, for some of these, I recommend scheduling them in 25-minute increments. And for others, it makes more sense just to simply schedule the activity. So for example, the finish the course on email marketing activities, those I recommend scheduling in 25-minute increments on your calendar. So it might look like you decide on Monday afternoon from 3 to 3.30 p.m., you're going to watch the first module. Then from 3.30 to 4 p.m., you're going to complete module one worksheet. And then from 4 to 4.30 p.m., you're going to actually implement and produce your first draft of whatever that the homework was for that email marketing course, okay? And this is really, and I'm going to talk about the reason why to do the 25-minute increments in just a moment, um, because that's really important and that's actually going to set you up for greater success. But now let's say that you've got date night on the calendar on that Thursday. Here you can simply block out two hours for date night. And again, you also want to consider, consider the time that it takes you to get to and from the place. So driving to date night, you'll want to include that driving time from home to the restaurant and then restaurant to home. And again, I know that this may sound tedious or redundant, but it really is going to put you in control of your time and how you're spending it. And it's going to get you in that habit and that practice of it. And again, if you're someone that is not used to using a digital calendar, try it out. You can always go back to Paper Planner if you want to, okay? So step four is then taking those activities that you listed out in step three and opening up your calendar and looking at your calendar and deciding where you're going to schedule them so that by the end of the week, you know that you've completed your goals. You've completed that outcome that you want. So how to actually set up your digital calendar is when you're using digital calendar, you can use thing, you can use a calendar like iCal, Microsoft, or the one that I prefer and use all the time is my Google calendar. And the great thing about Google calendar is that they make it super easy and simple for you to create different calendars for different types of activities. So for example, if you're someone who is building your business while working full time, consider the following calendars and color coordination. You can create a personal calendar and you can make it so that anything that you schedule on your calendar that's personal, you can make it the color yellow. You can schedule and block off your full-time job and anything that deals with your full-time job, you can default that to the color orange. And then you can, anytime you schedule something for your business, you can use the color green. Again, you don't have to use these. These are just recommended um, color coding. It, that This is the color coding that I always coach my students to. Um, so it just makes it super easy and simple. And when you go to schedule activities on your digital calendar, um, using different colors and calendars actually help you visually see where you're spending your time. And so you know how, where, what you're doing. Oh, that's a personal thing. Okay, that's my full-time job. That's for my business, right? But let's say that, you are already your business owner full time, you can create calendars for your main business. You can create an executive calendar. So maybe you have meetings with yourself. Maybe you do coaching. Maybe you have personal development time. Um, you can create a content creation calendar. So when do you create content, whether that's for your social media, your blog, your podcast, your opt-in, maybe a mini training, maybe your course. You can also create a calendar for launch and promotion. Um, and then you can create your personal calendar, right? So again, it helps visually separate and visually see where you're spending your time. And again, you can always change and modify your calendars to figure out what flow works best for you. 
Okay. Then the last piece I want to offer you are some of the common mistakes to avoid when planning and using calendaring. So one mistake, number one to avoid is again, not scheduling time to plan. You want to make sure that you pick a time every week where you sit down and plan your schedule. For some, you're going to find that Sundays will work best for you. Maybe Sunday mornings, maybe Sunday afternoons, evenings. And for others, Friday afternoons may work best for you. Right as you're, let's say, wrapping up the work week, you spend an hour, an hour and a half of your time really going and assessing, okay, what were the things that I wanted to get done this month? And then what are the things that I want to get done next week? And let me put those on my calendar. The second mistake that you want to avoid is scheduling activities when there needs to be outcomes. So for example, you're not for, okay, let me back up. For example, instead of scheduling time as on your calendar as quote unquote work on blog post, right? I know that we've all done this. I've done this before. I've said work on business. Again, that's vague. It's hard for our brain to actually understand what it needs to do. You would instead schedule, produce first draft a blog post so that at the end of that 25 minute increment, you know what is expected of you and what you have to produce. And going back to that 25 minute increment, that is the theory that you want to not allow yourself too much time to complete a task because if you allow too much time, you're going to find yourself wanting to make it perfect and you have to be okay with B minus work. And so in this case, let's say working on blog post, instead you're going to say produce first draft a blog post. Then in the second 25 minute increment, it might be um, complete proofread of the first draft. Then the third 25 minute increment might say complete final draft of blog post. Then the fourth increment might be format and schedule and complete blog post in Squarespace or WordPress, whatever that looks like, right? That is, it's telling you not only exactly what you need to do, but it's telling you what you need to produce. So you can actually measure the outcome of your time. Now, sometimes the activity is fine to have, right? If you're going on a date night, you're going to assume potentially it takes two hours. You're not going to break that up into 25 minute increments. You can just put that on your calendar that you're going to be on a date night, right? This ensures, again, when you get really specific on scheduling outcomes where you need to have outcomes, you know exactly what you need to produce and get done. And it's not just about doing because doing always doesn't get you where you want to go. It's like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't actually move you forward. And then the last mistake to avoid is improper use of time. So one of the worst uses of time is to use it to do something very well that did not need to be done at all in the first place. So always consider what it is that you're doing and whether or not it even needs to be done in the first place. Okay. So again, to recap, and I'm so excited. I hope that this has been helpful for you all. And if you have any questions, I want you to pop over on Instagram, like message or email us because this is stuff that gets me giddy and it has radically changed my life. So again, getting started, one, you're going to create your list of what you want to accomplish for the month. And then what you want to accomplish and needs to happen for the week. Then you're going to assign dates to the item. So when do you want to make them happen? And then you're going to create massive action list for each monthly and weekly. And then you're actually going to schedule your activities on your calendar. Now, again, break them up into 25 minute increments by what it is that you're going to produce at the end of it, not what you're going to do. 
for most of them. Most of them you're going to be produ- like listing out what you want to produce. Some of them are simply the activities like date night, right? Then also before you do that, before you can set up your calendar or before you can actually transfer and put it into your calendar, make sure you set up your digital calendar. And if you feel as if the creating separate calendars is a little too much right now at this point, then just start with one, but know that you can always layer in and then avoid not scheduling time to plan. Super important. And always, you know, make sure that the things that you're planning are the things that actually need to get done. Okay. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'd love to hear from you on whether you're already using something like this on your own, um, or if you are just getting started and start to implement this tool in your life, I would love to hear about your progress. So join us over on Instagram at she did it her way. And until next time, keep doing it your way. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head on over to she did it her way podcast.com where you can access the entire vault of she did it her way podcast episodes and more information all about how to make the ultimate leap from your nine to five. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you headed on over to iTunes and left a review, letting me know what you love about the she did it her way podcast until next time. Keep doing it your way.